we're very pleased to finish this evening with a sponsored uh, lecture sponsored by the Lazaro Institute uh, for Scientific Investigation and Information Science. And I ask you if you can think of a better job in the world than sitting on top of the continent, if you will, in Toronto, in the United States, you consider that the top of the continent. Um, we don't in Canada, but anyway. Sitting on top of the continent in Toronto, and your job is to spot trends in our area. I mean, what a terrific job, and then organize conferences around these trends and get paid for it. I mean, it's a terrific job. And Jane Dysart, who is principal with Dysart and Jones, engages in strategic planning and looking at trends and helping organizations to become more effective. She was instrumental in starting a knowledge world, um, knowledge management world, KM World, a conference in San Jose. She started the Internet Librarian Conference in, in uh, Monterey that is now spread to Washington, D.C., multimedia and schools conferences, and essentially brings her knowledge of observing what's happening in society and, the, and spotting trends and what the implications will be for libraries and librarians. When we were discussing who we would most like to have this evening, one of my colleagues said that there are so many good ideas that are presented, for example, at Internet Librarian that are just a bit out there. They're achievable, but be, they're beyond what we're doing now, that it's almost an incubator for good ideas and use of new technologies in our field. And of course, the person behind all of that is Jane Dysart, a member of the school's advisory council, and whom I introduce to you now. Jane? Great thing about the uh, web, you can actually go back and look at programs from all of the previous internet librarians. And uh, I had a look at the uh, program from 1997, which was our very first one in Monterey, California. And we talked about digital resources, we talked about tools and techniques, we talked about search engines. Um, Actually, the search engines who were there at the time were, uh, I have to look at this because I keep forgetting, InfoSeek, remember? AltaVista, Yahoo, still around, Northern Light, Hotbot. I'm not sure if that was the year that Sergey Brin was there or not because I can't quite remember. But um, we talked about managing organizational knowledge. We had speakers from Digital Equipment, Owens Corning, Nortel talked about virtualizing services, net and web management, net strategies and trends, searching the web, new technologies, and new roles. Imagine talking about that. And uh, definitely systems and, and training. So I skip forward to this past year. So this was our 11th internet uh, librarian, was also this year in, in Monterey, and has been for a number of years. It seems to be a special place for uh, internet librarians, and it, it works well for us. But this year we talked about information discovery and search. We talked about search engines, public libraries, uh, trends in the enterprise had speakers from Fidelity Investments, British Telecom, American Bar Association, Boeing, Mount Sinai Hospital. Talked about web design and development, content management, strategies and best practices, learning, the 2.0 organization, and roles. Virtual worlds and libraries. We had a, a speaker from San Jose uh, Library School talking about uh, uh, virtual worlds and what's happening here at uh, the school. 
games, videos, libraries. We also have the internet at schools that's part of, of this. Now, what, what, what do you see when you, when you look back at 97 and you look back at 2007? What jumps out at you? Anything? 2.0. To me, I really thought it was a lot the same. You know, the topics were a lot the same, but how we do it is entirely different. But isn't that interesting? Similar themes, definitely, because that's where our roots are. But there's so much in the, in the how these days in terms of, of, of what we're doing. All that uh, Web 2.0, the participation, the uh, blogs, wikis, and, uh, and so on. And it's, it's the social media, I think, that we've been focused so much on more recently. And I want to talk a little bit uh, more about that. Um, the blogs, the wikis, podcasts. I'm not going to talk about all of the, there's a huge range, as you saw in that picture. But I really want to talk about a few and focus on the whole participation and, and interaction side and the whole user-generated um, content. That's what all of these things are about. We participate in what we're doing online with libraries, with other people in many different ways. Okay, so I want to ask a question first. You have to participate in this, this talk, unfortunately, but you don't have to move too much. How many of you actually write blogs or participate in writing blogs? Okay, that's great. That's great. There are so many out there now that it's really, it's a challenge to keep up. And I, you know, I listed a few people here who are in the information industry that many of us uh, do follow. Stephen Abram, Jenny Levine, uh, Michael Stevens, Gary Price, Aaron Schmidt. But there are lots and lots and lots of them. In fact, Stephen is, uses his RSS um, uh, feeds and <clears throat> looks at I don't know, hundreds, hundreds of them. I don't know how he has the capacity to absorb the amount that he actually does. But uh, so, you know, to, to follow his blog helps to synthesize some of the things that are actually going on there. But there's just so many, not only in our own industry, but in other industries as well. In looking at the advertising industry, the technology industries, I follow a lot in knowledge management. Um, I'm sure lots of you follow in education as well. So there's, there's so much out there. What you have to focus on really is what you trust. You know, who are the people that you look towards and what's important? What, what kind of thinking do you like to read? Or what kind sparks an interest or a passion in you? So these are the kinds of things I think that we, we look at with, with blogs. And they're being used so much more because it's very easy. I mean, you don't even have to pay for software. You can, you can really do it very easily, which is great to see in a lot of libraries that, that don't have lots of big funding. They're easy to try out, easy to use, and, um, and definitely provide lots of information. How many of you have uh, been using Twitter 
at all. Yep, some of you, a little micro-blogging. Twitter, actually, you can only have, what is it, 140 characters in your little piece, so you can just, you know, say what you're up to, give a little URL for something you've seen, or a very tiny little bit, and it'll be interesting to see if this has some applications with libraries. I haven't actually seen uh, some yet, but I know that there are some experiments going on, and I look forward to, to hearing more about that. Wikis, um, any of you know Don Tapscott and a lot of his books? He's in the, in the business segment, <clears throat> but he actually, his most recent book is called Wikinomics. You may have seen that. But I always figure that if Don is talking about it, it's now mainstream, you know? <clears throat> But I, I am surprised with wikis. I actually thought that they would catch on a little bit more than they have. But Don says that they're going to be the medium for collaboration in the future, how people really uh, work together collaboratively. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. But my, um, my wiki mentor is uh, Meredith Farkas, and she started the first blog for the Computers and Libraries Conference, which is the East Coast sort of equivalent of Internet Librarian. And uh, she, since then, has been helping me. But I was absolutely fascinated when she created the first one to see how many people flocked to that wiki. You know, there's a whole list of, of bloggers. There's people talking about, you know, where the restaurants are and, you know, what is there to do in the surrounding area. And it really, it grew amazingly. But one uh, that she has put together here, I've lost my cursor, there we go, okay. We do have internet access, so we'll just see how well this does. This is a library success or best practices wiki that uh, Meredith has put together, and it is like a large catalog of examples. So if you're looking for people that are doing particular things, here you can see under management and leadership, there's a lot of different topics there. If I pick strategy and uh, vision, it talks about uh, in academic libraries, in public libraries, in special libraries. And if I move down a bit farther here, you can actually see a whole lot of examples that you can actually go to if you're into doing some planning yourself. You might want to see what other people are doing. So this is a fabulous way of sharing information in our industry. And this is <clears throat> something that Meredith has put together. All righty. Oh, I, and I did want to show you, because we were talking about Internet Librarian, I wanted to show you this <clears throat> past year's uh, wiki for Internet Librarian here, which you can see. Oh, I thought this was pretty interesting. San Jose State, San Jose State <laughs> moved its booth and put that right up top so everybody could see it there. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, but you can see under conference here that, you know, you could, there's a direct link to the conference program, to cyber tours, to the Information Today blog where, you know, a lot of, of the Information Today staff talked about what was happening at the uh, conference. You could also see uh, blog who were at the conference, many, many of them, and um, <clears throat> lots of information that was um, uh, talked about at the conference was reflected in those, uh, those blogs. 
Okay, what did I want to show you else there? Oh yes, I know what I wanted to say. Um, a lot around Monterey itself. So for people who hadn't been to Monterey, there were sort of tips and, and a place to ask questions and so on. And um, you saw Kim Bui uh, Burton earlier and her staff at the Monterey Public Library was absolutely fantastic in answering questions as they came along there. So it was a really, it was a great place for people to go and look for things, ask about things, and it really was, uh, was very successful. Okay. Podcasts, uh, the, the, the voice side of things that you can put on the uh, internet has, has been around for a while. It's certainly taken off in the, uh, with the iPod generation. And uh, Greg Schwartz was uh, very early on into uh, podcasts. And he, um, <clears throat> a couple of years ago, went around one of the conferences and actually interviewed a lot of different people about you know, what they heard, what they saw, what they liked. And uh, after the conference, put it all together into a podcast so you could just listen to it and hear what people saw at the conference and what they enjoyed. And it was a really interesting way to hear about the conference as well. Well, he's now branched out into this really cool thing, which I want to show you. It's called Un Controlled Vocabulary, a live discussion of news, trends, oops, I just flipped it over there, and topics in librarianship. And every Wednesday evening, <clears throat> a bunch of people get together and have a conversation about a number of topics. And the next day, being today, um, Greg posts that uh, content so that you can listen to a discussion that has has gone on. And there are you know, people from all over the place who actually uh, participate in these conversations, and they have different names. The names, this one is called the Obama Database Company, and I have no idea what that is. I'll have to listen and see. They usually pick a title from something that was mentioned during the uh, discussion. But um, it also has a group on Facebook so that you can get alerts to remind you every Wednesday that this is happening and you can participate. And it's based on this platform, talk show, or shoe, however you want to pronounce that, which actually allows you to do the um, uh, discussions, whether they are podcasts, audio blogging, whatever. And to join the one that Greg does, you do have to come in and get an account on TalkShoe, which I don't, I haven't done, but I just thought this was a really interesting way to, to work. And it says down there, connect with anyone, anywhere, anytime. You can have up to 250 participants and, you know, thousands who can listen to it afterwards because you grab the content that's going on. So I think that's really an interesting uh, uh, way to look at the future in terms of conversations, not just you know listening and commenting, but actually participating. 
videocast. Video is really important to us these days. I mean, you know, we webcams built into our computers, the digital cameras, which are so small and easy to use and can, can grab so much content, and phones that do just about everything. And um, certainly the rise of uh, YouTube, it's been pretty amazing. And um, a year ago at Internet Librarian, um, at 2006, a group of us were discussing uh, YouTube and, and, you know, it was fascinating to see how it, how it grew. And we were talking about, you know, some of the library productions. How many of you saw the March of the Librarians? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we got talking about this and decided that we should have some awards for uh, YouTube videos that market libraries. And so we decided, and we did, have the what we called InfoTubies. And Bill Spence is the uh, VP of Technology for Information Today that produces a number of these conferences that uh, I'm involved with. And he created that logo for InfoTubies, but he also found this wonderful uh, quote, don't you love it, from Dimitri Martin on The Daily Show. The only thing I like better than watching a TV show is watching it smaller and blurrier. Anyway, it was a wonderful evening. We had a red carpet. This is a picture of the actual award. It kind of looks like a shark there, but there is a glass round piece that has the InfoTubi um, uh, logo on it. And uh, I just wanted to point out the Arlington uh, Heights Memorial Library uh, actually has a series of video blogs that they do every week to say what's coming up in the library. And it was interesting. I, had to, I was there earlier today, and after I was there, they changed it. But usually, <laughs> that little uh, video blog thing, yes, has the InfoTubi uh, logo right on it there. And you can see it up there as well. They're very proud of, of their uh, award. And this, every, every week they have somebody different introduce the, um, the what's going on. Hi, I'm Marlene Mulder, your mayor, and I'm here at the Progressing Village Hall. And I just want you to know what's happening this week at our fabulous award-winning library. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Jenny. Welcome to What's Up at the Library. Yikes, what's that on log? Oh, don't worry about that. This is Iggy. He's my pet snake. I brought him to help remind me about some of the fun programs this month. That's right. This week is February, and time to start thinking about upcoming programs, but why bring Iggy? Well, because Kids World has a lot of fun programs, and I think Iggy's really going to like Reptiles Are Cool. It's on February 19th at 2 p.m., and if you come, you'll get to see some of our creeping, leaping, crawling and climbing reptile friends. What kinds of reptile friends? Well, Mobile Educational Productions are bringing a Burmese python, a boa constrictor, turtles and tortoises, a Solomon Island skink, and a 12-foot-long monitor Komodo dragon. You know, I think I'll pass. Well, if that's not up to your liking, there's also pajama story time. Put on your PJs and bring a stuffed friend in a blanket. We'll handle the stories and the bedtime snack. After that, the kids will be ready for bed. There is one program that's really up my alley. 
Oh, I know. You're excited about meeting Fred Brathwaite, the goaltender for the Chicago Wolves. You betcha. On February 20th at 4 o'clock p.m., he'll be here talking about his life as a hockey player. He'll also answer questions and be signing autographs. If only you were a little younger, Mike, then you might get chosen from the audience to help show how to suit up for a game. You think I could pass for 12? No, I really don't. No. Well, at least I can take advantage of the great bargains at the Friends of the Library sale on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday hours are from 9 to 4. On Sunday, the sale goes from noon to 4. There's also a silent auction on Saturday from 9 until 2. And Sunday's bargain day, where you can fill a bag of books for only $3. We also have a few computer programs running this month. You can check out all of our programs on the website's calendar. And not only can you learn about the programs on the calendar, you can register for programs there, too. But remember, kids' programs fill up early, so sign up soon. That's what's happening this week at the library. Come on, Mike. Give Iggy a kiss. I don't think so. I think he likes log. Every week they produce this, and uh, I, it's very impressive. But I, I really think that YouTube is an interesting um, case study. It started in February 2005, had 11.5 million in venture capital, and in a year and a half sold itself for 165 billion to Google. I mean, isn't that incredible? I mean, it is. It's amazing. And today has over 2 million unique visits per month. So people are looking at this constantly. And Yahoo is the second largest uh, video um, um, site, and it has 48 million per month. So it's really, it's incredible. So I'm sure a number of you have seen the, uh, you know, the machine is us or using us. It's a great one. Have you seen the vision of students today? Yeah. Only a couple. Okay, well I want to show it because it's like four minutes long here.
Yeah, it's good. Probably. But what do you think? Isn't that interesting? I mean, certainly the way he produces it is is really amazing. He's, you know, um, cultural anthropology. Okay, I wanted just to mention a couple other things here. Um, this is the, uh, the YouTube also now has um, partners, channel partners, who produ produce a number of videos that are uh, on their platform. And the uh, library school at the University of North Carolina is one of those partners. And they have done a whole bunch of uh, uh, interviews of a lot of their professors, of the dean, and they even have some uh, guest lecturers that they have uh, filmed, and uh, one of them I actually watched. Uh, I don't know if any of you follow Dana Boyd and what she does, but it was like a 70-minute uh, YouTube video. I didn't know they had them that long, but it was really, it was very interesting to watch and to see, and I know that there are a number of San Jose State, San Jose State University uh, uh, videos up there as well. This one shows the Second Life campus of, uh, of the library school, which I think is pretty, uh, pretty cool. And again, um, this is just a snapshot of it, but below that on the actual page, by the way, this one has been looked at uh, over 10,000 times. And there are a number of comments on this, uh, about the video, uh, the Second Life one, a lot of people saying, what the heck? What, why would you do that? Others say, this is really cool. And others say, you know, make sure there's a place for alumni in here. So it was really interesting looking at the comments, but it does bring out conversations about things. And that's really the whole thing about uh, Web 2.0 and social media is that we can interact and talk and discuss and look at things in many different uh, uh, ways. So again, it's that whole user-generated uh, content that it comes from people commenting or ranking or um, uh, talking about what's actually there. Wrote myself a note here, which I'm looking for here. Oh, I know what I meant to mention. One other thing when I, we were looking at this one is that um, UC Berkeley is also a partner with YouTube, and they are actually now experimenting with having some of their lectures actually on YouTube. And I think that whole area is going to be interesting to follow as well. So the user-generated content, um, I mentioned the, uh, the response on that YouTube video. 
I'm really amazed at some of the blogs that library, public library directors use. There was one that uh, library that was doing some strategic planning and in the director's blog she talked about what was going on. There were over 200 comments from the community around strategic planning for that library. I mean is that an engaged community? I think so. I think, you know, one of the things is, is looking at doing different things to engage different parts of our um, audiences. And everybody sort of learns differently, looks at things differently, and we have to try to do things in, in lots of different ways. Flickr is something that I haven't really talked about, but the, you know, f picture sharing on the web is major. And libraries are using it in lots of interesting ways too, you know, building uh, um, relationships between um, more elderly people in the community and young people. The young people go out and take pictures of buildings. Elderly people talk about those buildings and what they've seen over their lifetimes around those buildings. Libraries are, you know, working for centennials are starting to think about how they can do that and bring, bring these people together and, and have the comments and tagging and so forth. So a lot of that going on. All right, one couple more slides here. Social networking, big, big, big. How many people are on Facebook? Yeah, or one of these others, uh, you know, LinkedIn, MySpace, lots of them. But I have to say, you know, with Facebook now, it's the very first place I go when I turn my computer on. I cannot believe how, you know, that has happened to me over the last, you know, six months, I guess. But it, it's really interesting that your community can be there and, you know, you can quickly check to see what, you know, a hundred of your closest friends, relatives, whatever colleagues are doing at a, at a really quick uh, glance. Very easy to connect and, and uh, communicate with them. It's, it's fascinating to me. Can also start groups. You know, we've started to, to start groups that talk about the conferences and people, you know, say whether they're coming, they start conversations about topics that should be discussed. And it's, it's again, it's really interesting how it, it sort of blurs the, um, the social and the business and also play. How many play Scrabulous on Facebook? I got really sucked in there for a while. <gasps> I couldn't do anything else. Anyway, um, it's, it's the social networking is really something that, that we're going to be watching in the future because those, I think Facebook, because of its open platform, has so many applications now, but there's going to be some really interesting ones coming along. I actually just uh, had some meetings earlier this week with someone who's, who's looking at using the Facebook platform for some interesting conference kinds of things. So I'm hoping that will happen soon and, and you'll be able to see that. Certainly the uh, World of Warcraft and Second Life, anybody into those kinds of things? Yeah. Um, Liz Lawley, who is the uh, uh, director of the social computing labs at uh, Rochester Institute of Technology, is very big in World of Warcraft and has been in Newsweek magazine, is you know the top level, whatever that is. Um, but you know she talks about it as, 
Um, instead of a bowling night, she has Tuesday night World of Warcraft where she goes online with her, you know, friends and colleagues and, you know, goes on quests, but, you know, there's, there's an IM component and gets to know these people more but has fun. So again, it's the blurring of the, you know, the social and the, the uh, networking and uh, learning and doing and playing. It's really, it's interesting how, how that is, is really happening. And I want to go back to internet librarians here because, you know, Ken had said, so what's, you know, what's changed? What's happening here? And I think, you know, when we first started the conference, internet librarians were probably kind of rare. You know, we were all trying to figure out what the internet was doing and how we could use it for our uh, clients and services and so on. And today, it's integrated into absolutely everything we do. So, you know, we are all internet librarians in some way uh, or another. And I think um, in, in the past, the information world was really ours. And now it's everybody's, you know? Search engines are the first things that people go to now when they're looking for stuff, right? All of the studies are showing us that. So, you know, how do we add value to that information world? And I think that's, uh, again, with all the blurring and, and converging, I think we first saw that when, when the hardware sort of came together, you know, with, with cameras and phones and all those sorts of pieces together. But now it's really, it's blurring on the web there too. You know, the, the business, the social and so forth. When you look at um, some of the things that I've, I've talked about be earlier, and it's extending the offline into online discussions and interactions much more, and also starting and creating some new things. And I think, you know, we're, we're just probably on the, on the edge of seeing some really interesting and different ways that we're going to be using technology. Um, I, some of the next things I think to, to watch, Definitely the whole area of mobility, you know, things are small now. And uh, Megan Fox talked about, at Internet Librarian about the, the uh, devices, the mobile devices that are out there and what libraries are doing. A lot of really cool stuff there. And talked about mobile search, you know, how do you make it easy to search on these small little things that you carry around. And now, you know, Google has opened or is talking about the open source for for its searching on across all different kinds of, uh, of mobile devices, and that will definitely be interesting to watch. The whole area of learning 2.0, many of you looked at what Helen Blowers has done in terms of finding ways to learn technology to get your, your staff um, to learn it, you know, quickly without too much pain. Uh, you know, that short sort of 15 minutes a day kind of thing, but has set up a whole program and I think there's going to be a heck of a lot more in the learning area and certainly San Jose State University has done a lot. Um, and I think, you know, as, as Ken said, is, is a recognized leader in doing a lot of that. But I think, you know, one of the things is we really, we, we do have a core. We don't really change what we do. It's those tools and the how that really uh, are the interesting parts. Anybody seen the, the Hollywood Librarian? A couple of you have. Well, I just have a little clip.
we're not just a bunch of women sitting around making marks on pages. I'm in the best job in the world. Librarianship is a calling. I'm convinced of that. I was destined for libraries. And I had wanted to be a librarian my entire life. Maybe it's because librarians make it look so easy, what we do. I have a staff of 600, and we have 37 locations. She's a regular commentator about books on National Public Radio. I read whatever she recommends. I spend close to 50% of my time fundraising. We're going to be having a Cambodian cultural festival here at the library. We have a Christmas show, a talent show, a garden show. It is one of the most intellectually stimulating disciplines that, that I've ever engaged in. It's being organized by a Cambodian rapper, a square dance, a golf tournament, a wine tasting. Don't sing it because the story, it must be told. You're looking for yourself in the library. If they had given as much thought to the law as they had to the cute name, perhaps the law wouldn't be so bad. This applies not only to your library records, but it applies to your financial records, to your medical records, to your business records. What I read in the library, how I read it, when I read it, if I read it, if I don't, it's my business. I'm not just shelving books. I want to just end there, and uh, well, I actually have one other thing I'll show you as a little encore. All right, then the last thing, this is a little more celebrating. This is to get you ready for the uh, holidays. And uh, Mike London from Seneca College, uh, they actually won one of our InfoTubies last year, and uh, but he's been very helpful to me as a, as a mentor. I told you I have these different mentors in different areas, and he's uh, with YouTube. So let me just, I just want to show you his video because it's, it's perfect for the holiday season, and it will get you going. I actually listen to it regularly, I have to admit. AV Services, Mark here. Yeah, we do bookings. Uh, yes, yeah, we got that one. One sec. Okay, uh, what was your name? Yep, okay. And when did you need it for? Yeah, and until when? Yep, that won't be any problem at all. Okay, thank you very much for using AV Services. Happy holidays. Bye. Oh, great. Thank you. And it's too back to number 15. Thank you. Walking through the front door And you need a place to go Head up to the second floor Where the pace is nice and slow got everything you need and things you haven't thought of yet if you need a place to be then the library is your best bet s-e-n-e-z-a-l-i-b-r-a-r-y there's no other place to be except for in the library s-e-n-e-z-a-l-i-b-r-a-r-y 
Stepping through the hallways Every single day Putting those books back on the shelf The very same way Answering those questions One by one Handing out those cameras To everyone S E N L-I-B-R-A-R-Y There's no other place to be Except for in the library S-E-N-E-C-A L-I-B-R-A-R-Y There's no other place to be Except for in the library down people need a place to read the whole point of a library is to study quietly sometimes it's not the way it is keeping quiet just won't go like when writing songs like this or getting help with the lco s-e-n There's no other place to be Except for in the library S-E-N-E-C-A L-I-B-R-A-R-Y There's no other place to be Except for in the library Although it's been said Many times, many ways, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays to you. Thank <laughs> you.